Welcome and thank you for joining us for our inaugural um, Tuesdays with Tim podcast. Uh, I am Emily Parks. I'm the Director of Public Relations and Fundraising for Team Luke Hope for Minds, and I'm sitting here with um, the very esteemed Tim Siegel. Uh, Tim, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Tim Siegel. I'm the Executive Director of Team Luke Hope for Minds, and it's a it's a pleasure, and I'm so honored to be able to uh, start this podcast. Uh, me too. Me too. I really think that this is going to be a really great um, just resource for parents and a, a great tool for awareness and things that uh, we can do to talk about uh, the difference that we are making and that we can make. So, um, so Tim, tell me about you. Um, tell us a little of your background. You, you coached at Texas Tech, didn't you? I was the tennis coach at Texas Tech for 23 years. Loved coaching. It was, it was a dream of mine to, to coach as long as I could but I love my family more than coaching. And I, I started in, in 1993 and resigned in 2015 to spend more time with my family. And 20 days later, I got a phone call that no father ever wants to receive, that my son Luke was in a golf cart accident. And um, I arrived at the scene and uh, found the ambulance just taking off, the helicopter was hovering above, and the fireman told me to get to the hospital immediately. A few minutes later, arrived at the hospital, and my wife and I um, hugged each other, then were put into a room, and the individual um, in the room said to me and my wife that the golf cart landed on top of Luke's chest, and he suffered head and chest trauma, and was in cardiac arrest for seven minutes. Wow. Wow, that's that's a lot to take in just immediately upon hearing of, of his accident. And we didn't know in the first eight days if Luke was brain dead. Um, what we did know is that we had a great team of doctors in Lubbock at UMC. Um, we had a tremendous, in a matter of minutes, we had, it was all over the news and we had families coming to visit us, uh, but my wife and I were, were unsure, I guess that's the best word, and day eight was a special day. An intern, uh, internal medicine doctor had asked us if Luke loved music. And I said, next to sports, music was his favorite passion. He began to play the ukulele. And at that time, we saw brain activity on the monitor. Oh, wow. And so that was a, a special moment for us. Uh, but we were in, in Lubbock for 44 days, multiple surgeries later. And we knew, though, that Luke needed therapy. And so we were airlifted to Cook Children's Hospital uh, September 10th, 2015, 44 days after Luke's accident. And something that I'll never forget, uh, five days after we arrived on September 15th, we were in a room full of therapists, nurses, social workers, and the last person to speak was our neurologist. And he told us that based on Luke's MRI, that Luke will never use his limbs, use his voice, or should never open his eyes. I guess you could call this out of a movie as, as everyone leaves the room. My wife and I are sitting there in stunned disbelief consoling each other, um, but I asked the doctor one question before he left. Have you ever seen an MRI this bad with a, a patient who actually improved? He said yes. I told him that's all I needed to hear. About two months later, Luke made his first sound, um, but ultimately at Cook Children's, Luke was not able to do enough therapies to really warrant a stay there. And I remember a nurse telling me that, that Luke was going to improve most at home. And so on January 6, 2016, five months after Luke's accident, we came home. And when we got home, it was, you know, you hear the words new normal, you hear um, a lot of different things. 
And what, what I did know, though, is that I have, I have three daughters. And at the time, um, my daughter Kate was 12, and Ellie was 10, and Luke was 9. And it was an opportunity for Luke then to begin PT, OT, and speech, which he did on a regular basis. But also, my wife and I trying to juggle um, the dynamic of having three daughters and, and trying to, to do the best we could with all of them. You know, um, what I'm hearing from you and hearing this, you know, truly amazing story of Luke is there's some themes that are weaving in and out of here. There's a theme of uncertainty um, during your time in the hospital. Uh, and even afterwards, um, there's also a theme of hope. Um, they tend to sound like they went hand in hand through um, your whole ordeal. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about that uncertainty and how hope played into it and what it led to um, in your family. You know, what's interesting is that my wife is a nurse practitioner, and the great thing is that she knew a lot. The bad thing is that she knew a lot because we, we heard from some what Luke probably wasn't going to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe I was naive, but I always felt in my heart of hearts, I never gave up hope. I knew that Luke was going to improve. And after day eight, when we found out that, that there was brain activity, I remember telling someone, if Luke could respond to one command, I'll take care of the rest. And after five months, we were home maybe a few months after that, and I said to Luke, Luke, move your tongue if you think the Saints are going to beat the Broncos, because we're Saints fans. And he moved his tongue. Wow. Earlier, I had worked on blink if. Didn't know if that was Luke blinking or if that was something that he was doing for us. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that tongue movement was everything for us. And so when we are told, based on MRI, what Luke's not going to do, you know, you definitely want to listen to experts. But I also understood early on that every brain injury is different. And in some ways, even the responses from some of the doctors was different. And I remember a doctor telling me that he saw something in Luke. And, and that, 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 that Luke was going to do better than what we, we thought. And so I was just, you know, um, on one hand I was heartbroken because I knew that Luke was not the, the same Luke. But I also knew Luke was going to do things that we, we thought he would never do. And he sure, certainly did do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, so in situations like this, you know, you, you hear of you know, tragedies and difficulties that parents go through and, um, you know, there's so many paths that you can take. You can, uh, you know, this can break families. This can, um, you know, just be something really difficult that people can't get through. Other people go and do really great things following um, a tragedy or a difficulty that happens in their family. And that's the path that you chose. You you decided to um, start your foundation, Team Luke, and then it merged with another out of Austin. And, um became Team Luke Hope for Minds. So talk to me about that. I remember struggling outside of therapy. Luke had just done PT. He had a rough, rough time. I think he threw up in, in PT, and I was really just down. And I got in the, in the van, and a, a friend of mine said, why don't you consider starting a nonprofit or a foundation? And I thought, well, I'm a coach. But you know what? I think if I start a nonprofit, I'm still coaching. I'm just coaching a different team. And so I did start Team Luke, and I had heard 
um, of another another a nonprofit here in Austin called uh, Hope for Minds. And I reached uh, Rhonda Johnson by phone. She had actually had called me uh, to see if, if they could help us. And I said, I'm coming to Austin the very next day. I, I arrived and, and we started talking about, you know, each, each of the things that we're doing. And about an hour into our conversation, we decided, what are we doing? Let's do this together. And so in January of 2018, we began the Team Luke Hofer Mines nonprofit where we support children after brain injury. And y'all have done some amazing work, uh, you know, since um, I've been a part of this, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. It's, uh, you know, very near and dear to my heart. Um, since 2011, with you and uh, Hope for Minds, so Team Luke Hope for Minds together has given more than $2 million that you've distributed to uh, children and families following brain injury. Um, what sorts of um, things does that financial assistance go to to help? Um, how, how does it make a difference? Well, we, we help families in so many different ways. Uh, you know, we have contributed to families, whether it's a renovation of the bathroom, uh, uh, a lift for their car, equipment at home, uh, therapies that are not covered by insurance. Um, I, I remember uh, vividly that we, we were able to help a family who had not um, purchased a van and, and had no idea how in the world they're going to get their child in and out to therapies. And we were able to help purchase a, a, a used car for them, a used van. And so we, we help in so many different ways financially, obviously, is one, um, through education, through support groups online. We have so many different types of support groups. And, and I think that has really been a blessing for so many because you can be anywhere in the country and be a part of our dad support group, um, parents that are listening to speakers, um, so many different uh, support groups for siblings as well. And, and we also have, we offer free counseling for families. And, um, and I think that when I, when I mentioned the word counseling, um, I was someone that never felt ever growing up and even as an adult that I needed therapy or needed counseling. But I also realized early on that I did, and um, because the dynamic of our family um, presented um, that to us, uh, whether it was with my wife or just learning how to handle what happened to my son, and then also un understanding that I have three children, three daughters as well. And so that has been a blessing to help families with counseling as well. That's, that's truly amazing. You know, that's something that um, you know in learning about Team Luke and being a part of this talking with our board of directors and um, you know just really sharing the word something that's become apparent to me is uh, Team Luke Hope for Minds is different than other nonprofits in the fact that it has um, what you would call maybe a holistic approach or um, a family approach in that yes we do the financial assistance but we also do the support services so it's coming in and supporting a family in more ways than one in your experience as a parent with a child facing a brain injury how important are each of the arms of the two things that we do well i think when it comes first to what i would love to mention and and convey to parents is that therapy is incredibly important and and if you have an opportunity to um, have your family have your child whether it's PT OT speech um, we we as a couple my wife and I would do anything for our son if 
if I thought that walking to New York was going to help Luke, I was going to try it. And so we did a number of those kinds of therapies. But we also were able to do others as well, such as hyperbaric oxygen, stem cell, laser therapy. And so we tried everything. And the question that I received from everyone time and time again, which therapy helped Luke the most? And my answer is simply all of them because I understand the importance in each and every one of them. As a father, I saw Luke's improvement, but also as the executive, executive director of Team Luke Over Minds, talking to parents, which I do almost every day, I hear stories from them how certain therapies have helped, whether it's more alertness, um, the eye movement, the um, extremities are moving more. So I've seen all that. But I also want to say this to parents, that all those therapies are important, incredibly important. But I think the most important therapy is love. And I believe that Luke improved significantly because he received so much love from his family. I was Luke's primary caregiver um, for six years. And I was there at every therapy session. I was there um, turning Luke at night. Uh, I, was, I knew Luke as well as anyone. And so my suggestion to parents is to try to be as involved as possible, both mom and dad. Talk to your child, not about your child, but talk to your child. And sports was our bond, and so Luke, the Texas Rangers won today, and, and we would talk about baseball. Uh, our New Orleans Saints, Luke, uh, we just had a big win, and, and Luke, are you so happy? And, and he might have moved his tongue or opened his mouth. And eventually, and I remember this, when the doctor said that Luke was never going to do blank, blank, and blank based on his MRI, I was convinced that Luke would. And so eventually, I knew that Luke was going to talk. I was, I was so sure of it because I, Luke, move your tongue if, also then began to something more powerful. Luke, open your mouth if. Let me hear your voice if. And I remember saying vividly, it was late at night, I would say, Luke, I love you. I love you. And, he's, and I said, can I hear your voice? And he said, mm-hmm. In the same amount of time it would be to say, I love you. So Luke understood. Luke was in there. And that's a message that, that I think a lot of parents have to know is that your child can heal. Brain can heal. And, and my son, as bad as his prognosis, as bad as his MRI was, Luke made tremendous strides. That is so amazing to hear. And in hearing that and, you know, hearing your journey, now in your position as executive director of Team Luke Hope for Minds, what does this nonprofit mean to you? It means everything to me. And number one, for six years, Luke worked very hard. He was a fighter. I think being a little athlete at nine years old when he had his accident, he was a fighter. We always knew that COVID was a possibility and, and I was uh, under the impression that um, keeping, him Luke, keeping Luke in the house, he needed to get out some. And, and um, I'm not sure exactly how Luke got COVID, but in August of 2021, um, Luke got COVID. And it was the middle of August, I'll never forget. And, but one of his lungs was not great, the other was okay. He had, no, he had no real symptoms, but a couple of days later, I sensed that Luke, number one, wasn't producing urine but I also saw that he needed more breathing treatments. So we went to the, the ER and um, it was on August 18th that uh, Luke spent the night um, in the hospital, was not even in ICU, but was in, was in the hospital. 
And my wife stayed with Luke that night, and I went home. At 4.30 in the morning the next morning, I got a knock on my door to get to ICU. Early in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. And I remember driving about a mile past my house. I stopped at a red light, and I heard a voice. Luke's going to be okay, but you're not going to make Excuse me. You're going to be okay, but Luke's not going to make it. A few hours later, Luke passed away at 8.39 in the morning on August 19th. So when you ask the question about what does Team Look Off Minds mean to me, it means that I'm never going to keep anyone from understanding and realizing the importance of Luke's legacy. Luke's legacy will live on forever. And how is it living on? Because of Team Look Off Minds. That name Luke in Team Look Off Minds is the reason we're helping families all over the country. In 2021 and 2022, we granted um, close to half a million dollars to families. And this year, in 2023, we're on track to give more. But I also know that when I share our story with families on the phone and in person, I talk about the fact that Luke fought and the fact that Luke improved. And then I, I think that Team Luke Hope for Minds, there's a key word in there. Yes, I mentioned Luke, but the most important word is hope. Team Luke, hope for minds. And giving hope to families is so incredibly important. When I hear the despair or the frustration or the unknown from families, um, doctors never want to give false hope, and neither do I. At the same time, I've seen that the brain can regenerate. The brain heals. Luke was an example of that. And so many of the families that we talk to, we've seen that. And so we're so blessed to be able to do so many things, including the most important two days of our year. And that is for our conference, our Pediatric Brain Injury Conference, Making Connections, um, is, is, is an incredible two days. And we are so blessed to be able to have this year over 100 families have come to Austin, Texas to hear from presentations from all over to be able to interact with other families because it's so easy to be isolated. Um, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a powerful couple of days for us. Um, it's emotional for me because Luke was in his wheelchair, as I've seen so many families in their wheelchair with their children. But to be able to talk to these families and to have a family tell me, I just want you to know we appreciate so much what you're doing for us means everything to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and we're here at the conference right now. Um, today, we, we kicked off about an hour and a half ago, and um, we've got several folks. All of our attendees are in the keynote uh, right now listening to Dr. Profok, and that is so amazing. Um, you mentioned that we have more than 100 families. I'm a stickler for statistics, Tim. You know this. Um, we had 136 families register. Tell me... Um, what I think is one of the most amazing things about this conference is our travel scholarship. Um, we paid for and were able to, through the amazing support of um, our donors and our mission partners, um, we paid for 60, nearly 60 families to attend this conference. Talk to me about the travel scholarship and what that is and how it's impacted what we're doing today and tomorrow. Well, you know, you're a stickler for uh, numbers. Well, I've got a new number for you. Okay. We actually helped 77 families. So amazing. Three nights in a hotel, airfare, because we know this, that it's impossible for families to take a couple of days, pay for this conference while they're trying to take care of their their children uh, or, or, you know, not only their child, but children at home. And 
to see 136 families represented mm-hmm. with their child. We've, we've seen all kinds from non-fatal drownings to car accidents, um, accidents like my son while we're here, accidents shortly after birth. It is, it's really hard to describe. You know, for me, I woke up this morning before the conference and I, I pictured Luke getting ready because I pictured the families getting their child ready, uh, putting medicine, um, feeds, getting in the van, while they're hoping to get themselves ready emotionally mm-hmm. because they're listening to these speakers. They are hearing about grief. They're hearing about stem cell, laser therapy, hyperbaric oxygen, um, trauma, all kinds of things. And my mood was a bit somber, but until I saw that first family walk in with their child in a wheelchair, I, I said, okay, this is for Luke. This conference is because of Luke. And I mentioned this earlier today. The, the amazing thing, in front of 136 families, I said to them in my closing that if it weren't for Luke's accident eight years ago, we wouldn't be here today. And, and so keeping Luke's legacy alive, it's the, the one thing that I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, in this conference, you'll be doing this every year. This is um, our seventh annual Making Connections Pediatric Brain Injury Conference and Resource Fair. We have a number of partners, um, sponsors. We've got vendors here that are uh, providing resources and tools for the families, the children that are here with us. What are the other ways that folks can get involved? What other events, um, what other partnership opportunities does Team Luke have? You know, the one thing we would love to be able to do is help every family every day. And I've always told families, I never want to say no. But right now, we have to tell family, hold on, pause. We have a number of families on a waiting list because we're receiving applications every single day, multiple every single day. It's heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's heartwarming that we're, we're able to help them. But we also know that we are continuing to raise awareness, yes, but also to raise money. Mm-hmm. And we have events. We have a big event uh, in the spring at the university, excuse me, at Texas Tech University. Um, we've had Drew Brees. We've had Dick Vitale. Uh, the Eli Young Band came to Mario Davis from the Saints. Um, we have golf tournament in Austin every year. Uh, we also have a, a big run that we do every year in October in, in, in Lubbock. And then Hope for the Holidays is a big event also for us at the end of December. My good friend Bobby Bank has an event in Arkansas. It was a tennis event where we've had Andre Agassi, Andy Roddick, John Isner, Brad Gilbert, and others. This year, it's a pickleball event. So we do events throughout the year. Uh, We also raise money through mission partners. And uh, we think that families that are listening today can help us in so many different ways, even if it's not financial. Putting things on Facebook, um, social media, spreading awareness through friends, because brain injuries among children is so much more prevalent than anyone could ever imagine. It, it really is. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, some of that awareness. You know, we, we know that you were hearing and we're seeing the numbers, um, the applications for assistance go up. That's not necessarily because there's more brain injuries, but likely because of the awareness that um, families and people across the country have 
of uh, Team Luke Hope for Minds and this organization. Um, I understand on Super Bowl Sunday, there was quite a bit of um, notoriety that went with people recognizing um, this organization and what we're doing because Patrick Mahomes wears our Team Luke Hope for Minds bracelet. So we, we are blessed to have um, some famous athletes. Drew Brees, of course, I would love to mention because he was Luke's hero and and he's come to an event, but also continues to support Team Luke in in in, in more, more ways than you can imagine. But Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of Texas Tech where I coached. And I remember bringing Luke to practice and Luke was enamored by the way he threw the football. And after Luke's accident, I stayed away from Texas Tech for more than a year. I just could not go back on a campus where that was life before the accident. I was there 23 years, but I spent a year away from Texas Tech. And it wasn't until Cliff Kingsbury, the former Texas Tech football coach, asked me to bring Luke to practice. And the first person that greeted us was Patrick Mahomes. And from that point forward, Patrick has um, meant so much to us because we keep in touch through text messages. A week after Luke passed, Patrick um, dedicated a park um, to a little boy named Luke Siegel. And, and the one thing that, that gives us the attention that you just mentioned is that, Patrick, if you watch t uh, the Kansas City Chiefs play on Sundays, look, for, look at his right wrist, and it says Team Luke Hope for Mines in a black and green bracelet. And, uh, you know, we are so appreciative of what he means to us. And, you know, his foundation has also supported us, 50 and the Mahomies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one thing you always want to be careful of is to put athletes on a pedestal that they maybe don't deserve. Right. Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes deserve that and much more. Um, we are just so thankful for those two athletes in particular. And, and the, the amazing thing about those two is on December 20th of 2020, uh, the Chiefs came to New Orleans to play the Saints. And on that very day, ESPN did a story on, on, on us called A Father, a Son, and Their Saints. And you can find that on YouTube. And, and that was a very special uh, story on us. And you can find so many more of those stories um, on YouTube. And, and, you know, one of the things that we are also so blessed, too, is that we have a tremendous following on mm -hmm. social media. Yes, we do. Team Luke Hope for Minds, Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, which is now called X, of course, uh, Facebook. And, and we have a, a great following, those that can follow us on, on the community. Mm -hmm. And then also I share quite a few things on Luke's legacy. In parentheses, we put uh, pray for Luke Siegel. And, and what, I, what I have found when I write something that may be a touching story about Luke or something that we just did, for example, this conference, the amount of messages that I receive and the, the, the one thing that I hear constantly is, how much they appreciate the messages because it helps them. Because the the fact that people here want to hear our story. Mm -hmm. And and I wrote a book called Fight Like Luke, Transforming Grief into Love, Strength, and Faith. We all have gone through a lot, right? Every family goes through something. Grief, losing a loved one, a job, a relationship. And so even something like that can help families that... Um, Maybe didn't have a brain injury, but but want to be able to help help us and are helped in so many different ways. That's very good. That's very good. You know, um, we are we're close to wrapping up. So a couple of things that I want to point out. You know, the following that you have on your social media is is um, 
it is is really great. Um, you get lots of engagement that happens there. Um, some of the things that you do on your social media, you know, Saturdays are a focus for uh, safety, um, sharing safety tips, how you can uh, prevent brain injury, or um, if you have a brain injury, things and ways that you know steps you can take if an event were to happen. Sundays we have Sunday scripture. You know, it's something just a inspiration and power to give to those families uh, you know Tuesdays with Tim um, we do a number of things on there um, would you uh, encourage folks to to follow us through Facebook or uh, you know how would you encourage people to uh, interact on social media you know I've, I've heard a lot of people ask me how can I help I maybe can't help financially but how can I help well it's it's following us on social media because you may know someone through someone else. Yes. Oh my gosh. And that even happened today. I learned about you from a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's through references, but mostly a lot of this is, is social media, mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, and, and we, we have a tremendous following. And, and I would encourage each of you to pay attention to each of the seven days. Because we do have something, a specific topic that we, that we discuss. And there are stories. There, we're going to be sharing videos. And so I think that, that social media at times, for me, can be hard. Because I'm not sure I want to hear about um, someone's vacation or their, the fact that someone's a senior in high school. But you know what? Lately, it's been okay for me because I know how important that is. But, but I also know that without social media, we wouldn't have the following that we have. So I'm very thankful for that. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, you know, our, web so our website is also a very good resource, uh, www.teamlukehopeforminds.org. Uh, so you can get on there and uh, you can find a number of videos. You can find uh, our resource section. If you join our community, that links you up with our newsletter where we'll send out, you know, monthly um, updates and ways for you to catch up and keep up. Um, so lots of ways that people can be involved and, and take part there. So, um, Tim, thank you. Anything else that you want to add or say, or that we haven't touched on? I would like to share this, that moving forward, you will be able to hear from moms, dads, therapists, doctors, firemen. We've, we are going to each week on Tuesday with Tim, we're going to have someone come on and talk about how they've been impacted by my son, but also how brain injuries among children, how, they're, how it's been touched. And uh, I'm so thankful for parents to hear from other parents, moms, how they've navigated this, the world of the unknown and how they've seen their child improve because of this or because of that. Um, and to have these therapists, we're also going to have some famous people on there as well, including Drew Brees and hopefully Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be a, a, a great opportunity, and we just hope that you can spread, a, spread the word because Tuesday with Tim kicks off October 3rd and every <laughs> Tuesday after that. So looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I, I have to say and I have to laugh that when you and I both realized we thought it was on the 2nd, and then when we went and put information out and saw it was the 3rd, it was like a God wink. It really was. It was like a moment that we, uh, it kind of made my hair stand up when you sent me that text and you're like, ha, ah, look at that. It's on the third. <laughs> and the reason we laugh is because Luke's favorite number is three. That's right. And, you know, that number three, uh, I, I'm going to tell you this, that uh, it, it's a God wink, a God thing. We have seen that number 
And, and a lot of people know Luke because of that number. Mm-hmm. And, and when I see their child wearing, wanting to wear a jersey with number three on it because of my son, you talk about putting hair up on my arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Tim, thank you so much. Um, again, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can visit us on our website. Um, our podcast will be out starting on um, October 3rd. We're very, very excited about this and looking forward to all the amazing and wonderful things that you, Tim, are going to do with uh, Team Luke Hope for Minds and all the improvements, the support, the hope, and the education that families are going to receive uh, through this organization. Well, I thank you, and, and I am blessed to be around an incredible staff. Uh, Team Luke Hope for Minds, we have a great board. We have an amazing staff, including having you on board as well. So (laughs) thank you very much. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Thank you.